Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, a sports card podcast with two collectors from opposite sides of New York City. Craig and Carmine share sports card stories from the perspective of a teacher and broadcaster. This is Crosstown Cardboard. Welcome to episode 66 of Crosstown Cardboard, which is twice the number of Larry Bird and Patrick Ewing, a couple of our favorite guys here on Crosstown Cardboard, and a little math for our math teacher. That's Craig at New York City Sports Cards, and he's also a soccer coach in New York City. He's originally from Long Island. And then you have me, the sports storyteller down here in Greenville, South Carolina, and sports card storyteller as well in my free time on the podcast at Carmine's Cards, originally from Ossining, New York, home of Sing Sing Prison. And New York is very close to the heart for this episode because it's titled A Week at Bleecker, a great trading area card store in New York City. Craig talks about it all the time, which our faithful listeners know. And if you don't know, you're about to know because this guy spent a week at Bleecker. He went On a field trip with his card club, he also had a showcase, which is much different than a show itself. We'll get into that, and we'll also get into me going to a show here in the upstate of South Carolina for the first time I've been to a show since the National. So I had a long little gap there, you know, getting adjusted to my new environment where I've been for five months. And actually, Craig told me about this card show because he's so well connected in the hobby. So before we get into those things, that was just a table of contents for what we have coming up. Craig, how are you doing? And let's start off because this is really going through your week at Bleecker and then me also going to a card show for the first time in a while. So we talked about the excitement level going into the couple events you had at Bleecker. How did it measure up? in reality to the excitement leading up to it. It was a pretty fun week and everything was executed and some executed according to plan and some. Um, I'm also really happy that you were able to go to that show in South Carolina. I did not realize that was your first show since national, Yes, but happy. I was able to spread the good word and tell you about it and that you went, but yeah, I had a good week, good week with cards, good week going to bleaker trading for a couple of events. As you said, I'm at that point of the year, teaching-wise, you know, we're all a little fatigued. We're hanging until the end, but this time mm-hmm. next week, I'll be in Florida, in Miami, for some much-needed much, uh, rest and recovery. Until yeah. then, we have some sports card stories to tell, so let's tell them. That's right. That's right. Rest, relaxation, and also card shop plans that you have for Miami. Already have one planned. Every time you take a trip, it's, it's without fail. If it's convenient, of course, but... Um, this time around, I think it's going to work. But anyway, let's keep it about New York City for now. Okay. Okay. Wednesday. This past Wednesday. Uh, December. I, I'm losing track of the days. 13th. <laughs> Wednesday, December 13th. My trading card club. So w- when you're listening to this uh, a week ago. Right. About a week ago. Uh, Bobby. Like, Bobby Schmurda. Bobby Schmurda. Shout out to him. Um, I have 10 to 11 very dedicated members of my card club, which – I teach high uh, math at the Business of Sports School. I run an after-school program trading card club. And this year, I have 10 to 12 very dedicated students. You know, Part about being a public school teacher and a coach is sometimes you got to worry about the commitment of kids. You know, you got to really get them to buy into things. You have soccer practice. It's not as simple as here's practice. It's constant reminders. 
that there's pra- practice going on. For some reason, this year with Card Club, there's none of that. And there's this level of just kind of trust and buy-in that the kids who have joined up and have done it from the beginning, they love it. And I, I don't have to worry whether they're going to show up, whether they're going to be into it, because they're all in. So when I told them that we had an opportunity after meeting four or five times a school year to go to a card shop, obviously they were excited. They got me their permission slips. And I had gone to uh, Bleecker for a card club field trip a couple years ago, and it was great. So I figured this one was going to be just as great, especially with all the new exciting things Bleecker's got going on. And this being my card club's first exposure to a card shop outside of what we do in my classroom. Right. This is like getting thrown into the wild after being incubated. And now, you know, you're actually out in the real world seeing how it kind of works for, you know, outside of the classroom. That's pretty cool. So it was fun. And the best way I would describe the field trip itself is operated this very similar way to the way I run the card club in my classroom. People will ask me what kind of curriculum. Well, other educators will say, can you share your curriculum? You know, what do you use within the content of your classroom? And there is some like structured activities, but for the most part, it's kind of just free flowing. You know, you you create a, an inclusive environment that the kids are excited about. You have conversation, you share stories, you show cards, and kind of organically information gets spread. And that's kind of how the field right. trip was as well. Is that a – there's a type of learning that's called. I mean, like, it's like hands-on. Hands-on but, learning, know, ex- right? Yeah. Like experiential sure. learning, sure, you sure, know, sure. that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you've never been to Bleecker, it's a storefront in the West Village. Carmen, are you familiar? I mean, you, you grew up not far from New York City. No, I no, I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not familiar. I'm a suburbs guy. Okay. West Village, popping area, very hip. People love to live there. A lot of bars, a lot of restaurants, a lot of culture. Okay. A lot of it's not like the numbers, you know, Sixth Avenue, Forty Second Street. It's all names there, so it's kind of just like a, a bunch of randomness. Hold Different on, tell street. me, tell me one of those names is Bleecker. It is very good. You nailed it. So the famous uh, Bleecker Street, very well known. It's right on the corner of Bleecker and Christopher. That's why where it gets the name from. So awesome neighborhood. We took the one train down from school. Got there in twenty minutes. We pull up to the storefront, and the first thing you see is Bleecker's new car shop that opened up. So yep. they're usually yep. a social, just like a social spot to hang out, social club, if you will. And about maybe three, four months now, they turn the front of the store into a storefront, wax, singles. So this yeah. is my student's very first moment of walking into what an LCS looks like. What, was like. There, what, what were some of the responses you were picking up when the high school kids walked into the storefront for the first time? A lot of just looking around, a lot of pure excitement over just seeing a player that they like. You know, when we get donations, Kobe Bryant cards go like that. They see a yeah. Kobe Bryant card right there. Everyone's eyes are attracted to it. Okay. That's so, cool. We, yeah. So uh, it was good. They got to look around for a little bit. We go to the back and Jake, who you know, you've met Jake yep. many a times, just gave them a rundown of what they do and picking up cars and buying and selling, but more than just that, but really educating our students on the brand and the business side of it, because it's more than just a shot, right? Bleecker is the brand. So there's partnerships and everything involved. And listen, we showed up at three. We stayed mm-hmm. till five 30. Wow. Good for them. For being so, so generous with their time and Jake, you know, to, uh, to, talk to your kids as basically like a guest speaker at the club but instead you know you went to him and he spoke in his own you know dojo setup there but yeah no I, I could tell that he would be that generous like that when he gave me a bleaker 
trading hat at the national, which uh, I've been wanting one. But okay, so so it was a team effort. What was like the most interesting thing that Jake said? Do you think to the kids, or something they would take away from his, you know, kind of educating them on the card shop business? You know what? I should have came prepared. I had my students fill out a, a worksheet mm-hmm. where they had to ask questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get that the next opportunity I have, but. After we were talking, we ate pizza. Listen, hospitality is such a big part of owning a card store, right? Mm-hmm. So I could say with confidence, the 12 students that were there, 13, I'm sorry, 11 current card club members and two alumni came back. Yeah, you mentioned, yep, yep. Yep, Jake and Jack, who works in front of the store. Jake's managing. Mike is in the back, comp and everything. They each spit a little bit of game and provided information regarding what they do. Um, student, All my students were left with packs to open, cards of players that they like free pizza like hospitality so important and to put it really simple from their experience and learning a little bit bit about what they do and just the vibes that they presented that is 13 new kids that are lifelong now bleaker fans and will definitely be back that's great that's great that sounds like an awesome uh awesome time there and for them to welcome you guys and allow you to come in and then for each individual person to tell each student about a little piece of their job and what they bring to the table is part of the business and sports school, you know, and what you want your kids to get out of it. I can't think of a better business and sports thing than a card club and then taking a trip to a card store and talking about the sports, the athletes and the business side at the same time. Yeah. So I had them ask questions, right? For example, Oh, you got the worksheets. Oh yeah. I got them with me. I I'm like somewhat kind of sort of prepared for this. Okay. And, you know, what skills or knowledge does it take to succeed at your job? Knowing what you're doing in your job. Well, that was a pretty obvious answer. But what's the most rewarding or interesting parts of the job? They have a lot of events and connections. Okay. Right. What skills or knowledge does it take to succeed in your job? Skills and knowledge that take to succeed in your job is learning from everything. Be a sponge. Um, seek all information and always be inspired by others. That was a message that they took out of it. I got the student responses right here. Great. That's a great thing to take away. Um, but yeah, so they hooked them up with a lot of wax to open, some cards, knowledge about you know how to treat the customer right, hospitality, and you know they had a good time looking at cards. Little by little, we take a card out of the showcase, and Jake will kind of just educate them on what this card is all about, and you just learn a little piece here and there. Right. Okay. But yeah, they, they took a lot out of it. So – Anything else you want to talk about from that field trip on Wednesday before we go to another card situation in a different classroom than your own on Thursday? Yes. Um, I do also have to shout out Cards and Coffee, who's right next door, because it was a two-part field trip. So we stopped by there for a little bit to see the team, Aaron, Mm -hmm. Chris, Emily, and they hooked up all my students with goodie bags filled with packs and supplies. So, so grateful for them as well. They, they loved it. It was a, as a kid say it was a W field trip. W. W. Mark it down in the win column, definitely in in many different aspects. But good for you for you know helping provide an opportunity to expose that you know to them and have them you know get that new element of learning about the hobby, sure. and you get to you know see it vicariously through them. I mean, you know, I can't imagine what it was like for you to know them and then see what it was like for them to experience a, you know, like the joy and the excitement of it in a card store. Yeah. They were opening 91, 92 upper deck basketball. 
and it felt like such good times where no one was chasing the big prospect or a shiny card. Everybody just wanted to pull a Michael Jordan base card. So it was <laughs> okay. so it was so exciting when somebody actually did, and the kids were so thrilled about it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So should we move okay. on to uh, Thursday? Yeah. I want to get into the actual cards. So okay. I'll try to make this one a little quick. But a buddy of, we'll say ours on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andrew. We don't have to say yeah. last names on here. Andrew. Always posting, as you know, buy, sell, trade posts. Like, what's your experience with him? It's been good. It's been reasonable. And I haven't bought anything from him in a while. But, you know, we would sell things to each other and, you know, give a good deal. Yeah. But he is... He actually is a public school teacher like myself, and his school is 15 blocks from mine by coincidence. Wow. So a year ago, we made our first deal, and I walked up 15 minutes, and we exchanged the deal in person. So what are the chances? Someone I randomly met on Facebook through a popular Facebook buy, sell, trade group is another teacher. He's also a soccer coach like myself, and his school is a 15-minute walk from mine. I think you might have something going on with your Facebook settings where, you know, it's attracting people who are close to your location mm -hmm. because, you know, the Denver guy who you got the two Ichiro cards from, he Real was close. right near you in Colorado for some reason, just when you were visiting either that or, you know, somebody above might be higher the card, power. the card, you, you know, the card gods. Hobby higher power. Yeah. But anyway, Andrew had a couple cards that, I liked, I need inventory because I had the bleaker event yesterday that I set up at. We have culture collision in January that we're setting up at. So I need stuff, right? Common, I always say that. Give me stuff. Oh my God. When you, when I listened back to the podcast and I heard you saying, I need stuff, I laughed the same way that I did like on the episode. I'm like, this guy just saying he needs stuff, but I, I get what you're saying. But what does that actually mean? When you're set up, you don't want an empty showcase. You yeah. want by stuff, obviously, I mean inventory. But I want the inventory to be stuff that I like okay. that, that represents me. Not just any stuff. Not just any stuff. And let me tell you, recently, and you know this, I've pivoted as far as what my inventory looks like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love when you get fired up. I yeah. Fired you up. know, you're getting, you're getting, you know, Atlanta stuff. I mean, I got an Atlanta card here that I got yeah. this weekend. This Deion Sanders rookie but but not not just atlanta cards just real simple no autographs patches hall of famers yeah yeah right so i so andrew on facebook right he had this really nice sweet spot reggie jackson three color patch that i that i really liked from him he had a, a doc good an autograph from okay. tops archives figure hey setting up in a new york city show gotta have some mets there as well and i'm a yeah. mets fan yeah. so he said you got time thursday come to my classroom i'll walk you up I had, I had like 30, 40 minutes to kill. He's like, I'll show you all my stuff. And you know what? We'll see if we can't cut a deal. And and you were like, hold on. You have stuff? You're like, ah. <laughs> you have stuff? I need stuff. Hey, hey, we can work something here. But anyway, he walked me out to my classroom. I walk in and there's, you know, tons of cards out. And my first question was like, I know you keep this in your classroom all the time. Do, do your students know that this is there? He's like, no, keep it tucked away. So he keeps his cards in his classroom, tucked away, and he takes it out when he needs to do his card stuff. Why are they in the classroom? Maybe his wife. Storage. Storage. Away from, the, away from the wife, I bet. Maybe that. Maybe we just have a lot of space in our classroom. But anyway, okay. sat down with Andrew. We just chilled. We talked hobby. We talked life. Obviously, we have a lot in common being public school teachers and soccer coaches. And scroll, you know, sifted through all of his cards, picked out this one I like, that one I like for various reasons. 
And I ended up leaving there with 13 new cards. We struck a deal for $560. We, we went through each one, just good, open, honest conversation. Like, what does this go for? What is he yeah. into it at? What do I need to be at? And it was just a very fun, honest, fair, productive deal. That sounds with a outstanding. So what'd you get? All right. The big or, item. Or, or at least a few. At least a few. Yeah. The big item from that one was uh, 2007. Tops triple threads, Aaron Judge, rookie, on-card autograph, triple game used, all three pinstripes out of 75. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that. That's a that's a, basically an RPA. It is an RPA. Yeah. Not a patch, though. Jersey no, still not a whatever, patch. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. What do you, what, what would you say? You can't, RJ, RJA, I guess. But it's really, yeah. What did you that. value? What did you value that one at? I think we had it roughly three three fifty maybe. Um, there was okay. a BGS nine sale and a PSA ten ten sale. Just to give you an idea of the other cards that were in it, though, here is that Reggie Jackson patch I was talking about. Oh, that's nice. Yep. That reminds me of your Acuna. Very good. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, a Bill Walton autograph, an Ozzy like Smith, Ozzy Smith autograph, John Smoltz autograph. So just you know, Bill like Walton signs so much. His autographs are so cheap for how much of a legend he is. Yeah, so I'm saying, you know, and so, still broadcast. I mean, still relevant today. Got a Bernard King autograph in there. We got Clint Dempsey, match worn yes. patch autograph. So just a, a variety of things that I like. We're able to strike a deal. I leave his classroom. I walk home through Central Park. It was a good day. Yeah, that's cool. And that that gives you like a community feel to the hobby too. I mean, you For walk sure. to somebody else's classroom. You're both teachers. <laughs> and then you walk back with cards. It's like, you know, remembering walking to the store as a kid, any store, you know, but. It just gives you like a community, like a homey, comforting yep. neighborhood feel to it, you know, which is a lot of the emotions that come along with the hobby anyway. So, yeah. And that's, that's kind of how the hobby is, right? The connections, the people, the community. I'm just yeah. fortunate I live in a place where everything's so, seems like everything's so close together. Right. You're packed in there. Yeah. You're packed so, in there. But that's that. awesome. Good for you guys. I mean, I imagine, you know, walking back, you were, you were walking like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. You know, exactly. in the opening like scene. playing the song and everything. Did you uh did you feel good about where you were at financially with the deal to um hundred percent? I am yeah. like, I have a feeling foreshadowing, I have a feeling I'll be able to sell this judge to pay for most of this lot. Uh. <laughs> but I do have to credit my guy Andrew, by the way, who does a ton of buying on Facebook. Yeah, he moves. I'm not gonna get into numbers, but he moves inventory. He yeah. buys that X percentage. He's got his repackers that he sells to. And he's this is the type of stuff he's working with. Hall of so, Fame, jerseys, autographs, patches. Yeah. Was he able to give you like a little bit of a better deal because yeah. he, you know, knows what he bought it at, obviously, and can, you know. I've seen people who buy stuff and then they flip it to other sellers because they know they'll be able to make like 5%. You know what I mean? If they're like, I'm going to buy this at 80%. And if I have somebody who buys stuff at 85, I can just move a big bulk of it. You know, the other stuff that I think I can profit more off of, maybe I save. And then I move off a big bulk of it for 5%, you know, 5% over and, and over, rinse and repeat. That's essentially what he does. And those little profits allows him to basically be into his current inventory for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the roll of like the compound interest. Exactly. Over so that's why he's able to give me a better deal on stuff. I'm yeah. able to go to a show and look, I know we're talking, obviously talking a lot about flipping here, um, but it's part of the game. 
Right? Yeah, but you talked about the nostalgic innocence of it in the in the trip to the card show or exactly. the card shop with you know the field trip. So, you know, it's uh, and, hey, and I was able to get a gift for you from that lot as well. Ooh, okay. I, I told you what it was already. No. Oh, really? Yeah. You serious? Well, you you said we were going to exchange gifts at Culture Collision. You have no idea what I got from him. Oh no, you told me. Yes, you did. You did. Okay. You did. But there's a, there's a little something to it that I'm excited. So. Yeah, that was a really fun deal to be able to do that in person with another teacher. Got some cool cards. I got Hall of Fame stuff. Um, yeah, that set me up nicely for Saturday. But I want to hear about your show Saturday first. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you explain how I got to the how I got to this show? How I became aware of this show? I saw on Mealy Pop's Instagram that they're set up at a card show in South Carolina. This was Saturday morning, maybe. And I just sent you a DM, a screenshot, and I said, what's up? You going to this? And turns out you had some time to kill that day. I did, and I had no idea that um, there was a show there. But thankfully, you um, you know, are in touch with the online community. You're on the gram. The gram, yep. You, you, you know, participate in the Mealy Pops um, sales and uh, were able to let me know. Yeah, now I remember what you got me. Should I show it? Yeah, you might as well show it. I found a picture of it. It's this JJ Reddick Contenders. Is it on card? No, it's a sticker. It's a sticker? It's okay. I have but sticker autos of JJ. Th th there's something to it. You want to know the surprise that I didn't know until afterwards? No, save the surprise for Christmas. You could probably figure it out, though. It's numbered out of 25. Okay. Okay, what's the surprise? No, no, no. All right, tell me. Tell me. Jersey number. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that till afterwards. There you go. I do like the numbering. I like the number one, the jersey number, or the last number in the serial number. To bookends, they, I think the they, bookends. bookends is what they call it. There we go. That's a good card term, bookends. Card term. We'll put that in so, our, our card urban dictionary. Nice. So, yeah, you went to the show. You had time. Tell me about it. I did. I was so juiced up when you told me, bro, Um, you know, because I haven't been to a card show, like I said. I've been I've been dry out here. You know, it's been dry. So I needed to wet my beak, get back into the card show scene. And so, yeah, I worked in the in the afternoon evening. So I had a couple hours to head out there. So you told me about the, the card show. I made myself a sandwich for work and I drove down to the Wells Fargo. I took out five hundred dollars for my savings, had that in cash because I said it's going to be easier to do these deals. Cash is king. Don't want to work with the Venmo, PayPal, any type of situation that can deter somebody from making a deal with me. So I got the 500. I drove out to Spartanburg, South Carolina, and the show was hosted by Boiling Springs Sports Cards, which uh, I did a tailgate tour at Boiling Springs High School for my actual job. Um, unfortunately, they lost that game. They almost won. Anyway. Uh, double overtime. It was actually it was actually a great game, but um, the reason why I'm talking about them is because it's Boiling Springs Sports Cards that hosted it. So I'm in there and I'm just getting this you know lay of the land. I'm walking through. They probably had maybe like a hundred tables. It's actually a decent sized show. Yeah, that's uh, a good a show. Hundred tables is solid. Yeah, yeah. It was probably between seventy five and a hundred, and just walking around and you know seeing cards that I liked and and you know, logging it in my head, like, okay, I like that. Let me walk away for a little bit, comp it, 
um, you know, use pull up card ladder, search it a little bit, see what my plan is going to be to go and maybe negotiate for it and be fully educated before talking about the card, you know, with the dealer so we can move quick once, you know, the candles lit. So I saw this card that's now in my PC. And I think you saw this before. This Walt Clyde Frazier, 1970. So second year, tops, tall boy in a PSA 5. Great centering, great registration. It really is a, is a good photo. And uh, just a really cool card. You know, card. it was how much do you think I paid for this? 50 bucks. 30. I, all day long. The last comp was 25, but I wasn't going to, you know, wring the guy's hand over it. But yeah. um, easy, easy. Yes. To the Knicks PC. Uh, it was great, bro. Look at this. Look at Clyde. First of all, with the stash and the, and the, and the mini fro. Well, he was. And, and the sideburns. This might be the coolest guy of all time. Oh man. I should have taken a picture. Bleaker has a photo of him. It's a signed photo. It's like a picture of his profile. It's him driving in a car with like his brown hat and everything. But I digress. We love Clyde. I digress. Yeah. yeah. And we've shown photos of you with Clyde. Was you, was it with your grandmother as well? Yep. Just a couple, my grandma and Clyde, just a couple fashion icons. <laughs> and don't sell yourself short either, bro. So anyway, I picked this one up. That was fun. Um, really cool to, I, 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 and I took your advice, you know, I'm also learning from Crosstown Cardboard here because when you said your goal at shows is to pick up a card for the Knicks PC and pick up a card for the regular PC along with whatever flipping, you know, purchasing to fund the hobby moves that you're making. I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. That is a great idea. And especially for the Knicks PC, I really want to pick that up. So, um, I, this is actually, uh, I'll save this story for the end because you can comment more on it, but I got three cards from the same guy. Very easy to deal with, uh, this one dealer. I saw this, this one of one Muhammad Ali, the brand is bar. So it's kind of like a, you know, lesser common brand, but it says it's JSA certified as a robe that was worn by muhammad ali jsa uh, is legit yeah it was an in an exhibition robe listen jsa jsa is best in the game when it comes to that bar none yeah great reference of bar thanks hopefully that's not where you headed before filming this pod no i'm just kidding you're a responsible adult but the robe bro yeah that's the, cool big piece of big piece of the robe this is cool I mean, right and I know it's kind of an obscure card and brand, but it's a certified piece of his robe, man. Yeah. Love Muhammad Ali. Love Cassius Clay. Read uh, Have his Cassius Clay rookie card. Read the Muhammad Ali autobiography. So I yep. can respect to the significance of that card right there. Yeah. And so what do you think this? Now, this is something because there's not that many comps. It's a one of one. It's Muhammad Ali. It, it's shiny. It'll get people to stop in the showcase. Like we said, we're preparing for Culture Collision. We'll be together for three days in uh, late January in Atlanta. We'll put out a vlog. I know everybody's worried. Don't worry. We're going <laughs> to we're going to put out a vlog. We're going to our second ever time meeting and also our second time together at a card show. So, what do you First think this one set up? Uh true. $100. No, bro. 20 bucks. 20 really? bucks. Wow. Yes. Yes. The guy no said problem, 20 huh? The guy said 25. I mean, there's kind of like some similar. I think I saw one for like 40 or 50. 
but I think this is so cool. You know, I could put it in my case for a hundred and it'd be reasonable. So, um, good, you know, good find. Yeah. Good thanks find. bro. So the guy said, so this is how the negotiation went. I'll, 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 uh, take you, uh, you know, to the table right now, uh, a little reporting on the card show. So the guy was like, Oh, I was like, how much you want on this? The Muhammad Ali. And he's like, Oh, 25. I'm like, would you do 20? He's like, yeah, sure. But I didn't want to take the. Here's where I feel like I was a little bit of a seasoned purchaser. I didn't take the money out yet because I could have paid him on the spot and then kept looking. So instead of closing that deal, I said, well, if there's something else in this case that I like, we can combine something. Love Why it. would I Love shoot it. my ammo right now and then not have that bargaining chip to combine this with something else later? So I was I patted myself on the back for a little experienced seller move. So that's exactly what happened. Then I saw this Muhammad or not, not Muhammad Ali, different boxer. We had the Muhammad Ali mindset. Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas, dual leaf auto pro set from the, of course, heavyweight title fight. That is one of the biggest upsets in not just boxing, but sports history. When Buster Douglas took down Mike Tyson, when, uh, you know, Iron Mike didn't quite take Buster seriously and he got busted because he was a little out of shape. So I had this for 20. I said, what do you got on the Buster Douglas and, and Mike Tyson duel? He's like, oh, I got about 100 on that. And I said, what well, would you do 100 for both? Because oh, I still had shit. the bargaining chip. I still had the bargaining chip because I didn't pay him originally for the $20 Ali. He said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. 100 so clean too, right? Just like clean. Boom, 100 clean rack just one rack no i'm just kidding i think i had 20s it wasn't as cool but anyway so i didn't pay him yet because i like this guy's stuff he had a lot of you know stuff stuff so the hall of fame autos is what you know attracts us you know me and you in general just because we're kind of sports historians also so i saw this and i love the epic signature set as well but i saw this terry bradshaw Epic Signatures Auto. Um, and the Epic Signatures set is from 1999, this one. So, you know, 25-year-old card almost. Terry Bradshaw, of course, one of the all-time winners. Four Super Bowls, I think, with the Steelers. You're the football uh, guy. You would know better than me. I mean, I mean, his big, he's big time. And he's a character. He's still relevant on TV today. So I was like, well, what do you got on that? He's like, oh, I think about 100. I saw the last uh, sale was 107 on a card ladder. But before that, the sales are like 225, 240, 175. So I was telling my buddy that, you know, now that I'm getting back into the selling mindset, I have one argument or one case to make for buying a card. And then I have a different case to make when I'm selling a card. You know what I mean? So if I'm buying it, I'm going to try to go off that last comp. Sure. And he's totally within his right to say, well, you know, the last five, I'd rather take an average of those because they're quite a bit higher. You know, some are like double the last comp. He would be totally within his right to do that. Of course, as a seller, I want to get the best deal and reference, you know, some of the sales that are going to get me a better price. That's always how it works. So I saw the last comp was 107 and he said, yeah, I do about 100. I'm like, okay, that's fair because the other comps are higher. And plus his is slightly below the last comp anyway. And I was like, well, all right, would you do, 
you know, 75. He's like, oh, no, that's a little too low for me. I was like, okay, you know, I get that. Could you meet somewhere in the middle? He's like, yeah, I'd do 85. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> Done. Done. So I, so I got, um, you know, basically 80 to 85% comps on the Mike Tyson and the Buster Douglas dual auto and the Terry Bradshaw epic signatures. And then who knows what the Ali's worth. I probably priced it at like 75 or a hundred, catch some eyes, start some conversations at a culture collision. So I feel like, you know, the New York hustle in me is coming back a little bit at the car show. Because- love to hear that. Listen, it's like, I think we have to embrace the fact that we love our collection and we're, we're collectors. We, we, we love talking about the cards themselves, like something special about this particular card, the set, where it came from and everything. But with all of that, I think we're both pretty business savvy people and I'm okay admitting the fact that part of this is a business too. Right. And right. the business so- part, you don't, I, I don't feel like, there's like some type of shaming about it. Like, I don't know why, cause people just want to, you know, critique everything, but you know, I'm excited and proud to enjoy the business part of it too. Cause oh, it's fun. You get, you get a good deal. Yeah. It's fun. You're using your mind. You're being creative. You're using your communication, your people skills, you're putting your money on the line. You're taking a risk. You're seeing if you can, you know, be smart enough to make a profit and savvy enough to make something happen. It's great. So those two lanes, you know, it's just a great balance. Yeah, I was. And I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but post Bleaker Showcase Spectacular, which I'll get into soon. I was just sitting with my buddy, Adam Schraman. We were like two of the last guys there just hanging, shooting shit, talking about the cars we picked up. And I said to him, I turned to him, I swear to God, I I said something very similar to what the point you're making was that, Mm -hmm. yes, this is a hobby. Yes, this is really fun. And we're spending our whole day here. It is. The fact that these business transactions and cash yeah. being exchanged is happening, it almost legitimizes the whole thing. <laughs> is that fair to say? Like, yeah, it's like if, if there's no money going on, it's like you're Sid in Toy Story, or you're actually, I'd rather be Andy. Sid is the villain, but you're Andy in Toy Story, and you're just playing with toys for no reason as a as a kid. Well, it's not no reason because we do. No, no, it's, not, it's not no reason, but now that you have money involved in it. Now it can seem much more like an adult activity. Fair, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But yeah, the, the childlike joy mixed with the adult, like financial there it gain is, fair enough. is uh, a great, you know, middle ground to have in a hobby. Mm-hmm. I agree. Know. So let me, before we get on, I cannot wait to hear about this showcase and how your, your Nick's PC was received. Cause I, I saw you, um, post a, a, a story photo of your Knicks uh, showcase or what you were going to bring. I oh, have that, it right yeah, here. That, that, right was all of it. that was all of it. And I had to screenshot it just, you know, out of my own enjoyment of it and to have to look at, you know, because I've never seen your Knicks PC altogether like that. That's so, pretty much all of it right there, yeah. So I can't wait to talk about that part. I just want to tell you one story about this show and see what you think about it, okay? Talk to me. So I'm perusing. I looked into every single showcase um, just because you never know what you're going to find. You, you know, Multiple opportunity. Times. Sorry, go ahead. Multiple times. No, no, no. Just once. I went okay. once through and I saw this one guy had like some Hall of Fame autos. He had a couple Larry Bird autos. Um, and so I was looking at his stuff, you know, cool on card basketball autos and everything. 
and I saw this Deion Sanders uh, tops rookie card, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. I know we're going to culture collision, but just what an icon, you know, now at Colorado and, sure. um, you know, Jackson state. Um, so great, uh, great story. Obviously I'm a massive figure in the country, but I was more, you know, also eavesdropping and learning on the conversation that he was having with somebody else. So this guy comes up, I, I really got a kick out of this conversation. And he says, you know, they're they're stuck between like $35 and $40 on this card. The dealer's like, oh, I can't, 40 is my best. 40 is the best I can do. The other guy's like, well, I really want to, you know, 35. I really would love to be at 35. You know, that's that's what I feel like, you know, would be fair. And the guy's like, I can't. <laughs> they're kind of at a stalemate over the $5. Eesh. So the the guy who's trying to buy the card, he's like, I can do 36. I can do 36. <laughs> and the guy, oh, so the guy's, the dealer's like defeated. He can't believe that this guy won't come up another $5. And he's like, you know what? Fine. You know, I'll do that. And then the the seller, or the, no, I'm sorry, the buyer who, you know, offered 36. After the dealer accepted his offer, the buyer was like, yeah, I got to do 36 or else I'd have to break out my big bills. And the dealer goes, well, I can exchange any bill, you know, that's not a problem. And now I'm like, oh, geez, yeah, now, now the, now the deal was, the deal was already closed at 36. And now it's like, well, you could have paid me 40 if you just took out your bigger bills. So now I'm like, uh, I'm looking at this Deion Sanders card. I'm like the, the attitude of this conversation and negotiation between the dealer and seller had the same pizzazz as Deion Sanders himself. <laughs> So, you know, I, I, I was just getting a big time entertainment out of it. So then it got even funnier, though. The guy who bought the card, who offered the 36, was like, yeah, you know, this is going to be a great, um, you know, present for my grandson. Uh, you know, this is really going to be great. And I was like, you're about to lose this deal for your grandson over five dollars. <laughs> and, and, but now he but now he only came up one dollar on the dealer. And now the deal, like now he's trying to share this moment with the dealer, like an excitement, but it's not quite there because he was so penny pinching. So anyway, I'll, I'll wrap up this story, but it was just an interesting negotiation of what I, you know, was kind of eavesdropping on. So I get over for the Dion, right? And I'm looking at comps because I don't really know what this Dion Sanders rookie card's worth. And I saw like $3, $4, $2, whatever. Very, you know, highly printed card. Uh, and so I'm like, you know, would you, he's like, I'm like, how much on this? He's like, $10. I was like, eh, I was like, could you do five? He's like, no, I got to be at 10. I got to be at 10. You know, I got to stick to 10. That's what I have into it. And I said, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll give you 10. So <laughs> I don't want to do this whole song and dance with you. I'll, you take no. your 10. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I knew, I knew, you know, he had to be at that number. And I said, and that makes up, you know, $1 more than what that guy scammed you out of in the last deal. You know, I said, now you have a $1 profit from, uh, you know, the $36 offer that guy gave you uh, when you wanted 40. And he started laughing. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, they're beating me up out here, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, but I was, I was happy to, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back, but I'm like, you're you know, I want I wanted him to see there's like some good 
in the hobby. Like I don't need to haggle you over, over four or $5, you know? So, um, you know, on a, on a card that I just got cause it was fun. So, but I, and I was joking with the guy, I was like, you know, about, about that guy, like saying that that card was for his grandson. I was like, he didn't, he didn't love his grandson that much. He was about to lose it over $4 for real. And the guy was laughing, but what do you think about that? Uh, that exchange because I found it very interesting with how tense and like penny pinching the the you know negotiate some people yeah. love to get a deal. I mean, I love to get a deal too, but if you're buying it for your grandson, you know, like come on, four or five dollars, yeah. you know. In that context, yes, you do it. Cause funny, because I had a few back and forth mostly with kids this weekend when I was making deals over five dollars. And I typically maybe we'll compare apples and oranges here because it's me and a young kid. And if it's over five dollars and we're back and forth, I'll just give in to him. Right. So who has the upper hand? The dealer probably does have the upper hand in your situation. But at the same time, no one's willing to budge. So they're both at fault, I guess, for for it not being a smooth deal. Yeah. I just got a I, I just got a big kick over the 30, 36. Yeah. <laughs> not even 37. And then and then the the cringe. I got a little bit of a cringe when he said, you know, I'd have to break out my big bills. And the guy was like, Yeah, I can exchange any bill. Don't worry. You know, and it's like the deal's already done though. So now it's well, you told me that earlier. Yeah. But anyway, so that was my my trip to the to the card show. I'm really happy you let me know about it. I was so excited driving over there, like a childlike, you know, excitement and and you know, just really uh exploring and having some alone time and talking to people and you know, PC pickup with the tall boy Walt nineteen seventy. So um I like that. I like that Walt a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool, bro. Very cool. So, uh, so that was Saturday for me. So what about Saturday for you? Take me, take me, take me through the difference between a show and a showcase. I'm also, also at bleaker again, we're back at bleaker. So I don't think we have to describe what a show looks like because we all know what, what a show looks like. Bleaker doesn't really have shows. They, like I said, they run a regular shop and they have trade nights, the trade Mm -hmm. nights, is it's just open space and it's kind of a free-for-all. You know, you take whatever real estate you can. There's pockets of people here, groups of people there. Typically, the soccer people are always in the backyard of Bleaker. There's a little patio area out in the um, back. What, do they call it the pitch? We're heading to the, we're heading to the pitch. That's good. That's good. Um, I'm going to try to use that in the future. <laughs> okay. But, you know, there's only the second time they've done a showcase spectacular, which is just like trade nights where it's an open event to the public. There's pizza. The shop is open. But they have a few allotted showcase spaces. And I was just very grateful that they offered me one of them. Yeah, I know. They that that's a that's a nice company to be uh featured in that showcase. Black Jaded Wolf, Wiz the Collector. Yeah, and um, this is, it wasn't a full keep in mind, we're talking like 10 tables. So definitely yeah. not enough for a whole card show. But they typically do trade nights on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. This was Saturday, two to six PM. And let me tell you what really contributed to this being a great day and help the event reach its full potential. Okay. It was 55 and sunny Saturday afternoon in the West village, two to 6 PM people walking around like the neighborhood was buzzing. So okay. the, the vibe, like you knew it was going to be a win, but they put a sign out front, like a little chalk uh, chalkboard type thing that like a coffee shop might have. Yeah. Where imagine a, a clothing store says pop-up shop. You, yeah. you, as a random walk-by person, uh, might walk in and see what it's about, right? Right. So they had a sign that said Showcase Spectacular. So to someone who doesn't know about cards, 
I'm in. The, we're in the West Village. It's got to be a cool shop. Showcase yeah. spectacular. Sure. Let me check this out here. Yeah. Great. Great alliteration. Great alliteration and great tease language to right. intrigue you to to get in there. So you walk in. I'll try to give you some visuals. You can't really tell here, but this is the Bleakers front room. That's all mm -hmm. the wax and singles. They got some value good. boxes. Well lit. I like the lighting on that. Oh, it was lit. It was lit. And then this mm. is their inside room. Um, you could see Sharon, Black, Jade, Wolf there. I'm somewhere in the back. And, like, not a huge setup, right? Yeah. Six, seven tables. A few more tables in the back. But it was still, like, you had your regular audience there for trade night. Maybe not as packed for a trade night because it was a weekend, right? People do stuff on the weekends. But the difference was it was bright out for most of it, you know, because of the hours that it ran. You had mm -hmm. your regular card people coming in and out making deals. And you had some people walking in for the first time which as Bleecker, the store, you love to see that. You love to see people checking it out for the first time. And I would just like it was for my field trip, I would describe the event as very welcoming and inclusive to anyone. Like if you walked into Bleecker for the first time and all you saw was that storefront, you saw a handful of vendors um, in the main room and in the backyard, you'd leave there thinking like this place is cool. I would come back. Yeah. What a great idea to publicize the you know new storefront area opening up and then get new people in there who haven't experienced the hobby before i mean that first engagement and to have it be with a hand-picked group of people like you who they included and are showing off their cards almost like a museum type of feel you know yeah. along with uh along with the buying and selling that i'm sure was going on a little bit too i would, I, I would actually say i was probably the only one who treated Granted, I had a showcase and a half. I had a lot of space. So okay. I treated like the top third of one showcase as my Knicks cards, as my museum. Nobody else really did that. Everybody else just, uh, eh, shouldn't say that. But others treated just like, eh, here are my cards. Let's buy, sell, and trade. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you were more, but you went with the showcase angle. So, you know, along with the buying, selling, trading, tell me about the experience. And I'll pull up the picture here because I mentioned the screenshot. What were some of the conversations you had about your Knicks PC that you enjoyed? Before I get into that, I do want to shout out Sam, who you're familiar, obviously, with the media company Overtime. They have their Overtime yes. Elite League. Yes. So Sam yes. is Overtime Polls on Instagram, and he also shares a card page with his dad, West End Cards. His dad has like a really nice vintage card collection. So Sam and his dad were set up there. They had a showcase together, father-son. So oh, I, thought, cool. I thought that in itself was super cool. But the Knicks, I think the display looked great. You looked at the showcase. You could obviously tell that I was a Knicks fan. It made for some good conversation. I had to tell some people, like, hey, sorry, these three rows are not for sale. But please admire these if you are a Knicks fan. Um, you know, This is my pride and joy right here. So it made for some good conversation. Um, I didn't really see many Knicks cards for the people that brought it by. But I still enjoy talking about mine, especially like the flawless cards. There were a lot of questions about the, the booklet that was there. Okay. Yeah, I so, see it on the bottom. The one that spells cool. out Nick's. Yeah. So it was fun. It was cool. I, Having said, it, talking about Nick's, so let me tell you who the hottest name in the room was, card-wise, is Jalen Brunson. Really? Yeah. Jalen Brunson cards were flying. No way. That is awesome. Um. Wait, did you so did you, so you had your patches though there, right? I had all, all my best Nick stuff out on display on top of my inventory. So underneath my Nick stuff was my baseball, basketball, football. On the other side was all of my soccer. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, Carmine, I've been re-strategizing for the last couple months, buying 
different stuff, Hall of Fame autographs, and it worked. That's great. Yeah, it worked. I made. Okay. We don't. We'll get into some values, but the show, the showcase event was from two to six, four hours. In that yep. time, I made fifteen transactions. That is one transaction every sixteen minutes. Okay. Busy, busy. Um, <laughs> really cool. I got to set up next to Wiz. Yep. As we know, Wiz who changed his Instagram name, so it's not Wiz the Collector anymore. It's oh like, no. It's like King Wiz. But I got to hang out with Wiz, who was a guest on our podcast. How cool is that? I'm chilling next to him for a few hours. We'll see him in Atlanta for Culture Collision. Yep. My I, heard, I, heard I heard we're getting wings. I heard we're getting wings. We're getting wings. wings. We're getting wings. Where they're from, I don't know. We'll figure right. that part out. Yeah, we'll have to cover that in the vlog. <laughs> yeah. But my wife stopped by, so it was pretty awesome that there's my wife and her sister at this mm -hmm. bleaker event just, you know, supporting me. Yeah. She meets Wiz, who's like – here he was a few months ago, a guest on our podcast. Now he's standing across from my wife, you know, meeting. So I yeah. enjoyed my wife getting to see me and my element around and meeting other of my hobby friends. Now, was it because I know she's such a faithful listener of Crosstown Cardboard. Did she have a lot of ammo? Did Wiz feel like she already knew him? I mean, because, you know, she's a she follows every episode from. Yeah, she definitely does not. <laughs> yeah. But okay. that is that is great that she supported you, though, seriously. And and that was the you know, she was in the coffee shop. And was that the same sister who was in the coffee shop when you made the Denver deal? Yes. So yes. They're, they're along for the card journey. There you go. So I don't know if there's anything else I could speak on the event itself. I heard the store bleaker like it was a successful day for me. They said it was a good day for them. So everyone wins. Everyone is happy. There's pizza there for anyone that walks in. So like I said, the hospitality there is always bar none. You can't do these events all the time, right? It loses a little bit of pizzazz. And, of course, it costs money to put on an event. But the right. idea of creating this event in a popular neighborhood that isn't like heavy, heavy cards. You know, there's a few showcases. But at right. least to show the public and any other card collectors who come in, like, look at this fun social space that we have. Like, yes, we sell cards, but come hang. Just come kick it. Yeah. I think that's a great model for a card showcase spectacular or a card shop in general as being a place you know a safe space people feel comfortable they can express themselves be themselves enjoy the hobby together make some friends talk sports that sounds great i wish i could have been there i, I feel like that would have been a perfect you know environment for me i feel like i really would have enjoyed that but, but tell me tell me some of the conversations you got into around the uh the knicks any any like things that stick out you know not just about the cards but any stories that that led to about the Knicks cards not really the, the the conversation and the banter was just happening all day maybe not specifically about the Knicks stuff but okay. I definitely have some highlights here oh here we go should we talk let's talk about let's talk cards oh let's talk cards yeah. oh good finally we're getting to some cards <laughs> yeah I feel like it really wasn't a card centric episode no no I was did. No, did. I'm, I'm kidding we showed off a lot of cards all our pickups no, I'm going through all my pickups I'm going to try to find the significant ones Okay. So this one, man, I sold a Draymond Green <laughs> patch. I sold a Draymond Green patch along with a Doc Gooden autograph. The Draymond Green patch was cool because it had the RR from Warriors, but yes, you showed that one on the show. You, so, on the show recently. If anyone wants to buy a Draymond Green patch for me, like at this point, go for it. But you'll see, like how New York is a melting pot. You'll see how a lot of these stories really embodies that. So the person who bought the Draymond Green patch is a Michigan State alumni. So like, oh, this is perfect. Obviously, yeah, this card's for you. And 
obviously great news of him clocking Nurkic to uh, you know get get Draymond back you know into the into the public <laughs> eye. No, I'm just kidding. But that was that was a, that was right on brand though. There you go. So uh, I had my I had an Iverson three color jersey card, and there was a young kid that yep. came over. He really really liked it. Really liked it, and we ended up coming. At, this was a fun trade. He traded me $55 cash in this Jalen Brunson shadow box on card autograph from Immaculate 2021-22. Nice. Yeah, cool card, on card autograph, SGC 910. For my collection, I need Brunson in his next uniform. For my inventory, what I like to be at on my table, I will take Mavericks. I like that distinction. I like that distinction. He's, I mean, bro, let's, 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 we were texting. Let's just do a Jalen Brunson because you mentioned he was the talk of the show. I when I saw that he was going toward 50 points recently in that primetime game against the Suns on ESPN national TV, this guy was unbelievable. Nine for nine from three. And I texted you when he was at 47. I'm like, he's about to do it. And then I was like, I don't know if you're up right now, but are you watching this game? And you hit me back. And as he made his 50, like as the ball went through the net, my phone buzzed and it was, you know, another text from you saying, you know, he got it. So let's, I mean, we talked about him. We went through some of his stats in the last episode and then, you know, he got the crosstown cardboard boost, turned in a 50 ball, a career high. And I think that he should come on the show. He should. So if you know, if you're hearing this, Jalen, come on, open invite for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway. So the kid really liked the Iverson. Like, yeah, I'll I'll take a Brunson autograph. So I got a little cash too. We move on. The, The next deal. All right. So I got a friend, in the hobby, Bob, he's seventh inning, <laughs> seventh inning stretch collectibles. I hope I'm getting seventh underscore inning underscore stretch underscore Rockaway. Okay. He is a principal at a middle school in Rockaway. He mm-hmm. actually knows my principal, and he has been a card club donator this year. He's donated some some wax and some singles. Great Shout guy, out to Bob. That's great, great guy, Bob. Thank, Bob, thank the listener Bob. of our podcast and. Sports card lesson. Shout out to Ken. So I saw Bob last week at Hofstra where I met him for the first time. He was also able to connect with Ken. So it's nice to connect, you oh, know, nice. all our friends together. That's great. Bob messaged me on Friday. He really liked that Aaron Judge that I got from the classroom, the Triple Threads, Triple Auto jersey. Okay, from Thursday. From Thursday, and he offered me. He he shot me a text and he offered me. He said, you know, I really like that Judge autograph. He said, what do you have it at? I said, I have it at 500 or best offer, which was very reasonable if you look at a couple of comps. He said, he countered, he said, I will give you 400 cash, a hobby box of 2021 top series two baseball and a 2022 tops holiday box. I said, that sounds pretty good. Come on Saturday, a bleaker, bring this stuff. I'm I'm sure we could work something out. So after a small back and forth, I'm like, Bob, I wasn't even going to counter anything you said. Like, You've been a great, you've been a great guy to me. You've helped out card club. You've just been a good person. Like I'm not even going to come out with a counter. Like I will accept your offer. Great. So he got the card he wanted the tops holiday box. That's going directly back to card club. And he also threw in like an older 2021 top series two baseball box, which I just put out at my table for 50 bucks, figuring someone might want that for the holidays. 10 minutes later, a guy comes by, we're talking, he's like, Oh, you know, would you do $38 for that box? I'd really like to open a, a box with my son for the holidays. I'm like, go for it. Take it for 30, 38 was his offer. 
Yeah, that's how much cash he had on him. But I didn't mind because he he's going to get these. 38 offer and a 36 offer earlier. These guys yeah, are really is a little obscure. Ca- ca- counting it by the dollar. But the point was, if he traded, he, Bob got his judge. He gave me 400 in the box, and then I sold the box. I basically got the ju- sold the judge for 438. I bought the whole lot from Andrew for 560. As I said, I had a feeling the judge would pay for most of the lot. Wow. And that is how you connect the hobby dots right there. Oh. Um, fun card I bought. And this card is actually going to charity for meningitis research. You can't make this up. Okay. Someone came over. He told me that nice guy. I wish I remember his name, but uh, 2009, 2010, Panini Studio, Steph Curry, rookie, jersey card. And I was shocked when I know you saw this already. I was shocked when I saw this. Game worn. Wow. That's cool. Game worn and rookie year Steph Curry jersey. Yeah, because so, usually rookie year it's kind of a toss up if it's going to be game worn because they don't have you know jerseys to put in the cards yet. And I bought so many Curry cards in 2009, and I thought I was so slick selling them in 2015 when they won their first championship. <laughs> oh, I'm selling at the hype right now. I have like Court Kings, elite rookie autographs. They'd be worth yeah. so much more now. So to be able to right. add this back to my Curry collection, it kind of in a really small way, might make up for all the ones that I sold back in the day. Is that a PC card now? People were asking about it. I don't really want to sell it. I kind of, I, that's cool. I don't want it to be for the PC. That's a cool, that's a cool card. You know, rookie, yeah, rookie jersey and, you know, game worn. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it doesn't break the bank to add it to your PC, which I like right. too. You know, similar to the Clyde. And it's going to charity. And it's going to charity. Boom. Um, by the way, it's going to be a, maybe our longest episode ever, but we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, this is a great episode. I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking we could go on for much longer, but you know, we won't go on for too much longer. But uh, I like our long episodes. We get to you know go back and forth. Plus, you had these two trips to Bleecker, one trip to the classroom. I went to a card show. You know, we could have called this episode "We've Been Busy" or "We've, we've Been, been yeah. Getting Busy." We've been getting busy, but. which we still we have been. The episode holds true. Our episodes are evergreen, right? But um, paid two fifty. There was a BGS nine comp for three sixty and a raw comp before that for two eighty. You're getting mm-hmm. a, a Curry rookie like that under comps. Take yeah. that. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yes, That's sir. very fair. Very um, fair. finally sold the Mellow Thunder Patch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you had been you had been uh looking to shop. What was that? Flawless three or <laughs> yeah, four colors. National Treasures. Kind national of Treasure. One. That, was, that was a big more, patch. More or less broke even, but I also had a Derek Lively autograph in his Duke uniform. And the okay. person who came, this is what I mean about the New York. You get people from all over. We had the Michigan State alumni. This guy was a Duke alumni. So for him to get, pick up the Derek Lively autograph in the Duke uniform, happy to make that happen for him. Sold my other Ichiro from the Denver trip. Oh, okay. So I was able to flip those Ichiros both for 35% profit. Wow, 35% profit. Good for you, bro. There was a young young kid there named Miles. This kid was sharp, but like a nice kid. Really nice kid. He was there with his dad. He bought a, a soccer card for me for $90. This kid is a serious soccer player. Like I know the level that he plays at. He's uh, like 13 years old. So look out for Miles. Good kid. Good player. Sharp with the cards. Guy came over to me uh, a little bit after that. He looked at the Ozzie Smith on-card autograph that I had in my showcase. He said, how much? That card came from the Aaron Judge lot. So I'm like, I'm here to give people good deals. I said, 30 bucks. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. What were you expecting me to say? 
I'm like, he's like, I don't know, maybe like a hundred dollars. I'm like, no, take it for 30. I'm like, but, but why do you like that card? And he said, my dad always talks about how great of a player Ozzy Smith was and how much he enjoyed watching him play. I'm like, so this card's going to your dad. I'm happy to give you a good deal. Perfect. Wow, great. You love wow. to see that. Good for you. Uh, my buddy Andrew came by with his daughter. Not Andrew. Sorry. Ben. Ben came by with his daughter. Ben is the one that sold me the Erling Holland Red Refractor for my 30th birthday. Oh, yeah. Was that the PSA 10? Oh, it's, no, no. It, it was raw, and then you it submitted it, right? Great guy, Ben. He came in from Jersey with his daughter. He was trying to sell off some cards because he had recently picked up his own grail. So I picked up a 1314 National Treasures Chris Mullen on-card autograph Whoa. game one jersey. Chris Mullen, St. John's finest also. And former across-the-street neighbor from my cousins in Sagaponic. Ah, and by the way, Dream Team member, Run TMC on the uh, on the Warriors. Great, uh, great, you know, big three there with uh, also uh, Tim Hardaway senior and mm -hmm. mitch richmond st john's alumni um which my dad went to st john so that's a sweet card dude i paid 28 dollars for this that's cool 28 what <laughs> the amount bro the amount what the heck what is this a new trend in the hobby that we're discovering here we even got numbers, 36 numbers are over with 36 28 and and 38 so is that is that like a surprise factor people are you like oh they're like so caught off guard because you said 38 now they just have to accept that yeah, I guess I... I'm going to start using that. I'm going to go with the sevens, though. 27. I'm going to offer 27. 27.50. Yeah. Meet in the middle. This was a pretty random trade. I traded somebody a Bernie Williams autograph card that came from that lot from the classroom plus $90, and I ended up with a 2020 Topps Heritage Shohei Otani Chrome in a PSA 8 numbered out of 999 and a Bobby Witt 2020 Topps Heritage Minor League on-card autograph. Listen, Carmine, listen to me. Listen to me. I've been diversifying my collection here. What what that tells me if, is is you need stuff is what getting that if, tells. <laughs> if the people, if the people want baseball, yeah, I'm gonna get baseball that I think is cool. Yeah, and you That's got the that. seven you got the seven hundred million dollar man right there also. Bobby Witt, he's still a stud. Shohei Otani, Chrome, and I know he's a stud because one of my card club members was there the whole time. He actually was able to set up himself a little bit, and he's my baseball expert. Okay. There you go. What else? All right. There were two kids there, right? <laughs> there were two kids there. One of them I sold a Jalen Brunson rookie card to. Yeah. Ten minutes later, he's literally standing on my table making a trade with another kid, trading the card that I just sold to him. Hustle. The hustle. hustle. And this <laughs> – these kids, man. I swear, these kids. This uh, <laughs> Damien. This guy, Damien. Oh, my God. 14 years old. He's on Instagram. I got to give this kid a lot of credit. He's really slick. Okay. Uh, did he did he dupe you? No, he's just goat underscore kicks underscore n underscore cards. This guy okay. Damien pulls up, bro, in a puffy pink jacket. He's got his pink beat headphones over here, slick hair. It's like, bro, where are like, where's your parent? He's <laughs> <laughs> grew up in New York City. Three or four older brothers goes to boarding school just to paint the picture for you. But anyway, this kid was really sharp with his cards. He was making deals all day long. Okay. At one point, you can't make this up. Wiz was next to me with a Kanye graduation signed CD. Ooh, and we got cool. this ninth grader over here interested in that. Ten minutes later, this guy gets on the phone with his mother. And this kid, Damien's mother, is on the phone with Wiz 
<laughs> so she could Zell Wiz the money for this Kanye CD. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> is that what they do in the West Village? They call in reinforcements. There's like, I'm gonna phone a friend. I'm gonna get this wired over to you. It, it, it was a scene, but I credit the kid for being like cultural enough to understand the item he was looking at. We got yeah. the mom on the phone. We got Wiz just flew in from Atlanta. He just pulls up on it. What what a scene! So this, kid, so this kid's in a pink. He's in a pink puffer jacket with pink Beats headphones, and he's like, "Talk to my mom." Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's uh, funny. That's um, a funny, funny scene. Okay. But shout stuff, out, uh, but Damien. Uh, shout out I, Damien. I made a, and he he was there doing deals with the store, so we made a fun trade. I had my uh, Jalen Brunson contenders rookie autograph that I picked up from Hofstra, mm -hmm. and the Brunson stuff's flying, man. So he really liked that one. He had two cards that I really liked, so I gave him the Brunson Contenders Auto. That was in the BGS 8.5. I also gave him $200. Okay. And I picked up this 2021 Stadium Club. i got to be honest. I don't really know the player. I know who the player is. But it's a super fractor rookie autograph, and I just think the photography on this card is so cool. Sam Huff. Okay. Um, Interesting. I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I could see he's a catcher, but that's all I could tell you about him. The comps made sense. And then I also got this card, which I actually really love. 2021, which is Shohei Otani's MVP year. Tops Chrome True Gold Refractor out of 50. Ooh, now that's cool. Now yeah, that's, it is. This is nice that's Primo guy, you know, obviously True richest gold. contract ever in MLB history. And then gold numbered out of 50. Yep. I think I, that I understand. The one of one rookie autograph i i i mean if the comps make sense you're you know you're preparing for the shows you're in semi-flip mode you know with that with that side of the hobby so oh, if yeah. you think it's smart then i'm sure it's smart uh i was having, I was having fun i think my wife and my sister-in-law were there when that deal went down so it was really fun to see that happen for them to see <laughs> me shaking hands with this kid damien over his yeah, right. sister-in-law couldn't get enough of him so <laughs> yeah man it was an action-packed day the show ended i stayed late Hanging out with Adam Schraman, Jake, and just just hanging. It is a social club after all. And we're we're late. We're talking cards, business. It's good stuff, man. It was good vibes. That's great. That's great, bro. Good vibes from the field trip Wednesday, the classroom Thursday, your showcase Saturday, and my show Saturday. And all that is a week at Bleaker in your world and a week in the upstate in my world. And um I feel like, you know, we definitely went longer on this episode for sure, but also we packed a lot into it. I mean, it was cards. It was, you know, conversation. It was philosophy. It was, you know, everything wrapped into one. So hopefully, you know, if you stayed with us for this long, um, you know, you got something out of it or at least, you know, some entertainment from our journey and, you know, laughing at us with us and uh, just enjoying the hobby and, and maybe taking something into your own hobby journey. And if you, you know, comment, like, subscribe, rate, review, let us know, you know, your takes on the hobby because we're, you know, the learning never stops to reference never. another Crosstown Cardboard episode. So thanks, everyone, for listening to a, a longer episode here. But we had a lot to talk about, lots of cool card things. Or should I say card stuff? I mean, let's, stick with, let's stick with the theme. But, Craig, anything else uh, before we wrap up from you? No, nah, an uh, exciting few episodes coming up. Good guests coming up. That's yep. it. Uh, next time we speak, I'll be in Miami. Hopefully, I have visited the Loop card shop by then because we'd love to travel. Obviously, when we go to show, like go to shops when we travel. Yep. 
But yeah, good card action. I got to get my mind back into teaching mode since we're recording this Sunday night. Um, you keep doing your thing. I see you crushing it. Thanks, bro. I'm trying my best. Just to preview those next few episodes you mentioned coming up. Episode 67, we're going to talk about the Hobby Awards, the yearly awards. We're going to have to... You suggested a bunch of good categories. We're going to have to, you know, see maybe what few, maybe five or so we want to do, you know, best flip, uh, best PC edition, best card story of the year, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and then, so that's going to be 67, the Hobby Awards. Episode 68, which would be the first episode of the new year, will be your Hobby Analytics. We're going to go through a bunch of your uh, purchase numbers, your sale numbers, the percentage profit, like you mentioned with the Ichiro 35%. We're going to break down the math teacher elements. We're going to really dive into the numbers on that for you because I haven't followed mine as closely or been nearly as active. And then hopefully soon after that, we'll get another guest on and have an interesting story. Don't want to give away too much, but uh, I think that's just a little roadmap for our future there. That's uh, an hour plus of card talk. I'm going to go get some sleep. All right, bro. Sounds good. I, I uh, enjoyed the card talk and the card listening as well. Boom. Peace.